0: Hi friends, it's Kaya, your friendly neighborhood host of The Warmly Podcast. You're listening to a bonus episode of Warmly. Bonus episodes of Warmly will traditionally release every Friday, but because you guys have been so patient and we have less than three days before Warmly officially launches, I wanted to offer this very special bonus episode as an early gift to you. In our first episode of Warmly, you'll meet a dear friend of mine, Jenna. Jenna and I met in high school. She is brilliant poised, comical, and just happens to be drop-dead gorgeous. I'll leave a little to the imagination here since Monday's episode is just around the corner. But today you're going to listen into a conversation that she and I had about my Enneagram type. Now, before we get any further, you will need to have a general understanding of what the Enneagram is to best benefit from the dialogue today. If you haven't already listened to the 7-minute series on the Enneagram, I would implore you to do that now. I promise things will make a lot more sense. Today's conversation is about common nuances and misunderstandings that people make about the three, which is the achiever, and the seven, which is the enthusiast. Jenna, as you will learn, is a three. And I, as we will all learn, including myself, am a seven. Ever since I learned about the Enneagram, I've had the closest match on most tests with the two or the three. What I didn't pay much attention to were the other types that were sneaking in at second and third place on these totally free and totally scientific tests. In preparing to record together, I sent Jenna a list of questions I knew that I wanted to tackle with her, and one of them was this. How would you say that both of us being threes has impacted our friendship? Jenna suspiciously texted me and asked if we could talk on the phone before we recorded. Slightly concerned, I said, of course, and she confessed that she couldn't begin to answer that question because she simply does not believe I'm a three. Jenna, being the kind person that she is, was gracious enough to let me know in advance instead of disagreeing and dis- dismantling me mid recording. I should say here that she is a lawyer and she 100% would have schooled me. She confessed that she actually had bullet points prepared for this conversation on why she believed that I was actually a seven and not a three. This did not shock me in the slightest. So what you're going to listen to today is our dialogue on why she believes that sevens are often confused for threes and vice versa. Ultimately, I am grateful to have someone in my corner who's known me and has always, without a doubt, been a part of my ongoing evolution and growth.
1: So excited to talk about this. Yay! Okay, so I think that you're a seven, and I feel pretty strongly about it. Yes, and I will say, initially off the bat, that I think that there are a lot of similarities between threes and sevens and seven is the number that I relate to the most other than a three. And like for a little bit of time, I was curious about it because I was like, man, there's a lot of things here that I feel like I can relate to. But then when I, you know, went back to kind of my core motivations and core internal world, it was very much a three, but I think that there are a lot of similarities. So, you know, on, at the top, some similarities are, you know, that I think threes and sevens are both really practical work oriented, really fun, Uh, like to enjoy themselves and have fun and be out and about, see and be seen. And I think threes and sevens like enjoy the finer things in life, kind of trendy things. Um, They like to explore the newest areas, the coolest new clothes, the coolest new restaurants, this and that. So like I see a lot of similarities there, but there are some key differences. So just to initially describe the seven, they're very busy. They're very creative, curious, adventure seeking. One of my books describes them as having a brash nerviness, which I love. They learn really quickly and they're inquisitive. And just to uh, continue to make this case, according to one of these books, apparently Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears, and Katy Perry are all seven. So you are in good company if my assessment is correct. And she was right.
0: I mostly listened, which is easy to do with Jenna because she's compelling and charming, like a good three. But as she talked and as I listened, I felt like I was staring down at my feet atop a welcome mat that read, Home Sweet Hearing her out, being open to her perspective, and truly doing the work of looking inside myself has been fascinating. The internal dialogue has continued since she and I spoke, and it's been a wild ride to learn myself a little bit better and see myself in a new light. And if that means that I'm among the ranks of Katy Perry, well then that is all right with me.
1: Anyway, going back into it, so that's just kind of like the super high level, and Seven's basic desire is to be content and satisfied and to have their needs met basic fear is like being trapped in pain. And so here are kind of some key differences that I think between you and me that make me not fully buy that you're a three beyond the basic, like, you know, you know, your type kind of thing. Like I'm a three, my mom's a three, my brother's a three. I know threes well. So, but beyond that, like, what is your dad? My dad's a five. Okay. I know. So cute. My mom said that like the most eye opening thing of their marriage was when she was reading the five description and she was like, Oh my goodness, this is Jack I feel like I wish I had this 30 years ago. <laughs> Literally. She was like, it was the most shocking thing. Like like of our marriage <laughs> But anyway, so here are what I feel are some key differences between us, that I have a hard time buying that you're three. All right, let's hear it. So one, one is I think of you as a Renaissance woman. I think you're really well-rounded. You enjoy a lot of things. And I think you enjoy doing a lot of things, including things that are not like things that people are, you're not doing them motivated by looking for praise. You're doing them because you just enjoy them. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like the things that I'm good at or the skills that I've tried to develop, it's really only in a couple of camps. And those are the ones where I've received positive feedback. Whereas I think you do things just because you enjoy them. And I think I see you as a very well-rounded person. So there's one. Another one kind of similar to that is I see you as very project oriented and liking the creative process for the creative process and not necessarily because you need a certain end result whereas a three will be like sure but like this is the end result this is what it has to be this is what it has to look like and like we got to get there and it's more results oriented and I think while you care about result I think you enjoy the process for what it is whereas as a three I do not really enjoy the process for what it is I enjoy the end result because that's the thing that's gonna get me praised <laughs> yeah another thing
0: can I ask a Question. Yeah. So when you say creative process, for context, for people who don't know me and Jenna personally, we are separated by a thousand miles. We've not lived in the same city for too many years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we've had a long distance friendship. And so I'm curious what you think of when you describe like the creative process, because I would agree with you. But I'm curious from your perspective, like what that translates to,
1: I've always seen you as involved in creative processes, you know, in in when you were at the chamber of commerce, and you're putting on these events and brainstorming how to bring people in and what kinds of speakers do we want and brainstorming these really cool events. It's not necessarily because you're like, Oh, I want to get 200 people there. And I'm going to be noticed. It's like more so for the joy of putting on the event. And because you enjoy what's going to bring people together, what's going to feel great, you know, how can we adjust from last time, Um, or even just in the way that I think that you've put together this podcast, it's been very much a creative process for you. And you've kind of enjoyed it and been really thoughtful for it. You picked a topic that felt the most true to you and not necessarily, Necessarily, the one where you're like, oh, this is trendy right now. And I'm gonna get a lot of followers. Someone asked me
0: what my end goal was, or how I would measure my success on this podcast. And this is a vulnerable moment. But I just said, literally just getting it out there. Yeah, right. Like that, I think is in line with what you're saying. For me, it's been I have really it's been a weird time for sure. But I've enjoyed that creative process getting like connecting with people like you and connecting with others who will be guests here on other episodes of Warmly. But yeah, really focusing myself on an end goal, but being okay with whatever the end result is. Yeah,
1: you just want to do it. Do it. Yeah, you want to do it for the experience of doing it, which to me is very seven and less three. And that's the next thing that I was gonna say is I think I see you and like, I could be wrong, I see you as being motivated by like, you're more experience driven and you do the things that you do because you enjoy it. And because you enjoy the experience of it, you don't necessarily, care that people see you doing it you want to share your experience and you want other people to share their experience and so if you're you know hitting up the trendiest new hot spot you're doing it because you want the experience of it but you don't really care like if people know you're doing it or what you look like doing it whereas as a three I care about what I look like doing it. (laughs) okay (laughs) and that's you know and who sees it and why and when and that's something that I'm very much thinking about and that's not to say that threes don't like enjoy things we absolutely do of course we do but there's always that level of like self-value and needing to and in wanting the experience to be something that can speak to your your self-worth because you're driven by your fear of not having any value and so you chase value by what society's as successful, and so if I can be seen doing something cool and exclusive, that must mean that I'm successful and I matter and I'm someone to be admired. Versus, I see you as more of a I'm doing it because I want to do it and I think it's fun and I want to share this experience with someone else. I don't, I don't see you. I've never seen you as so. Like, I mean, we've seen each other since high school. I think it's safe to say we've seen each other during some good and healthy times and some bad and unhealthy times. And I've never seen you. be like self promoting, like an unhealthy three can be I you know, you asked my most cringeworthy moment from high school, my most cringeworthy moment from law school was one time like loudly on purpose, bragging about like a good grade that I got because I wanted people to feel like I was smart so that I could feel like I mattered. So cringy, so bad. It's like my life's greatest regret. But like You know, I try and stay away from that. But I think all threes would say that like they would all have an experience like that where they're like, oh, yeah, I got a little so I got really self-promoting because I was insecure. I've never seen you like that. I've never seen you be self-promoting, even, you know, at your worst. That's another one. And then
0: I can think of, I think like, so there's a part of me that you've never seen, which is work Kaya. I, well, I think you've seen glimpses of it. And there are parts of unhealthy work Kaya that certainly is not immune from demanding a certain level of praise or recognition or what have you. Certainly some cringe I mean, cringeworthy, but at the same time, time I think there's a difference between this is me like justifying why I do it like when a job is well done I think that we all as humans should feel more compelled to recognize that we are always gonna leave a really sketchy Yelp review when we've had a horrible experience but when we see something good happen I think we're less prone to take time out of our days to actually recognize that especially for people who do have a high standard for themselves like you in most times like me, where you truly set the bar high and you like to exceed even your own expectations. And I definitely, yeah, I can see that in me. But I, I would agree. I think there's areas of my life in which I feel like that is that would be completely unheard of.
1: Yeah. And I think too. again, so like we're talking about the behavior, but like, what's the motivation behind the behavior? You know, if you've been if you have been self promoting at work, was the motivation that you were like, Hey, I deserve like a good job. I worked my butt off here. Or was it like me where it's like, I don't think anyone here thinks that I matter. So I need to promote my grades. So it's coming from a place of insecurity and like desperation and not like a, hey, I would like my due because I did a kick butt job, you know? So it's like, it's the motivation behind it. That's very fair. And when threes get self-promoting, it's because we're being Um, I'm a big believer of like, if you are all the things that you say that you are, then don't say that you are because someone else will. And so even though that's always been my philosophy, when I felt insecure and been unhealthy, I'll go there where it's like, oh, you don't know this about me. So I need to tell you, you know? Know, versus like just that cool, calm, confident.
0: I think you're right. It can be a trick sometimes, like when you meet somebody who has no reservation and being very vocal about how good they are at something. Yeah. Sometimes it it's perceived as confidence. And I would I would, I would would truly peg you and say, like, Jenna, you are one of the most confident people that I know. It, like just even based on the fact that you called me and you were like, we need to talk about this because I don't think you're a three. <laughs> and I also also have bullet points to discuss this. Like you're you're a confident person, like really. But there is a difference, yeah, between like having the confidence and doing so because what you've done truly warrants a different response and having that be your lifeline right, to receive like the compliment.
1: Right. And if you don't, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, a dumpster fire of garbage. Like... (laughs) And I have two more points if I can make up. Okay.
0: Oh, two more points. Okay.
1: Okay. And I think that they're the strong. Oh, so I'm excited. Um, I'm to set myself up. Everyone buckle up. Okay. So one of the other things or one of the other big reason that I would say that I think that you are a seven versus a three is I think that you are very genuine and authentic. And I don't see see you as being someone who has a real problem or fear of vulnerability. I think that you see it as a way to connect with other people and bring other people in. Whereas as a three, we are constantly censoring ourselves. And I think do have a problem in average and unhealthy ranges with being genuine and authentic. And that kind of goes with the deceit being our signature sin. For example, I have noticed that on Instagram, stories, you often will film yourself without makeup, which you totally should because you are so pretty and have amazing skin. So that's not like a dig. It's something I admire about you. I, on the other hand, could never do that. It would terrify me because I would, in my mind, I've thought about it. I have deleted things because I'm like, Ooh, what if like one person, it could be someone that I've never spoken to for like seven years. What if like one person like season is like, she's not that cute without makeup. And it's like a devastating thought to me and I can't do it. Like so there's constant self censoring of the threes versus like constant self censoring of the threes inability to be vulnerable, because it'll dash my image that I like to think that I project, whereas I think you are so authentic and genuine and really embrace vulnerability. And so that's another reason that I see a difference. I'll pause if you have question or comment. I have no comment.
0: (laughs) But I love that my my makeup-less Instagram stories have left an impression.
1: They sure have. And I have often been like, dude, I could never do that. And it's not a, it's the thing I admire. It's not, that's not like a negative thing at all. I think it's awesome, but I'm just like way too censored to be able to do it. Like one of the greatest injustices in the entire world
0: to me is that the majority of men, I'd say like 98%, they do not do anything to their face. Yeah. They just walk into work and like they're fine. Yeah. I mean, they may do something to their hair and like most women do too, but specifically to their face. I know. And I, I mean, if I truly showed up, <laughs> like I'm picturing, like you see me in my Instagram stories. If if I showed up like that, my hair done, but face not even touched to the CEO of one of the largest healthcare organizations in this entire nation, you best believe I'd be jobless. Same girl. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it would be like, who this drowned rat with rosacea? <laughs> oh God. Okay. You have one more point. <laughs> okay my last point and I think it's good and this is what killed me is during our conversation today when I called you up and I was like hey previewed the questions for me happy to discuss I disagree on some points and I just wanted you to know so that you're not blindsided and you were like oh that sounds great let's unpack it live I just want this to be a really genuine conversation it sounds fun and I'm like Are you' kidding me if this happened to me I would be like please write out point by point what you're planning on saying so that I know that I'm not going to be like embarrassed you know like I would be way too concerned about my image and you're just like in it for the fun of having a genuine conversation and you're like well let's do that and I'm like no three would be okay with having a conversation where they could potentially have like a difficult conversation without like preparing for it <laughs> because we would be way too worried about how it would impact our image and what people would think of us <laughs> So that I like hung up and started laughing and was like, this is hilarious. I believe she is such a seven because she was like, great, let's just do it. That sounds really fun. Let's unpack it live. No need to preview. You could have disagreed with me on the spot. And of course me from the three is like, Oh, I don't know if you're going to be okay. Being disagreed with, with like an audience. (laughs) So I would make you like write out verbatim what you would plan to discuss just so that I could be prepared so that my image would not be affected.
0: (laughs) I will say again, there is a small part of me, and I think like really unhealthy me is sometimes who I bring to work that would have said something like that, where it's like, no, I need you to bullet out everything you're going to say and do. I'm going to be prepared, and I'm bringing my best self, and I expect you to do the same and give me right prior notice. So, right prior notice, forty eight hours at least. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I have to tell you something. What? When you called me today, I was like. Really? Really? Like so my perspective of sevens I think they're great but like I see them as like these really creative and like like for sure they have like they probably do yoga like every day multiple times a day varies z- like I don't know maybe that's just the wrong impression but sevens I I guess I just have never done enough research on so when you said that earlier I was like kind of shook I don't really know what that means but I I was feeling it and so as a disclaimer I feel like I'd always been taking this exam. I, I like I guess I could self diagnose, but I also have taken like a lot of quizzes to figure out what your type is.
1: So quizzes, I have strong feelings on quizzes, I think that they can help. But again, it's like, it's like a Myers Briggs where it's like you can't, you know, it's a spectrum. And so for me, I always like encourage people to like read a full book. And then like the one that you relate to is going to start to jive and it should like pretty much speak to your soul. Quizzes can help you get closer, but um, they're not going to do the whole thing.
0: Well, so there's this free quiz, which has always been the one that I've taken. But yeah, I was so just disturbed. Shook. But also yeah, shook. I was so shook by what you said that I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go and I literally paid the $12 on Enneagram and I was like, I've never taken this exam before. Let's see what they have to say. Yeah. And do you want to know what my results were? Yeah. All right. So per my most recent results, I am equal parts, equal scores for seven and two. Wow. And then just below that is actually three. Wow. So the way that they do it is, um, I guess you can get like a, I need to look into it further, but I think it's like a score from one to 30 on how closely you match with each of those types. And so for type seven and two, I got a 25 out of 30, or maybe might be out of 25 I don't know and then for a type three it was 20. Oh interesting. Yeah I was actually very surprised because every other time I've taken a quiz it's been a three or a two. Yeah. But then after that of course it was like do I tell Jenna right now? I was like no I'll just tell her later because I want to hear all of her bullet points. You know like a good lawyer and a good three you've brought in some incredibly valuable and valid points to the table so you feel like I need to entertain them. I'm so excited. And as a 7, I would never want to, like, misdiagnose myself and, like, miss out on the opportunity of, like, truly being a 7.
1: So... Speaking to your full soul. I know. And you'll, you'll laugh at this. I, I mean, I follow a bunch of dumb, like Enneagram, Instagram pages. Most of them are like pure garbage, but every once in a while, there's like a good thing. And this was after you first had said that you thought you were a three. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I think you're a seven. And then I saw a post about like sevens bingo board. And I just like looked at it for you. And there are so many things that I was like, like one of them was like, love's going out to eat alone. <laughs> Are you gonna send me this? Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. I will show you on my iPod. You can edit that out. But I just needed to do it. I was like the seven is strong with this one. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well,
0: this has been like, honestly, I was looking forward to this. But this has been even better than I could have ever dreamt. So same. Thank you. Like, Please call your parents and John for parting with you.
1: Yeah, they will probably write you a letter, a thank you letter. <laughs> That's it for today, folks. In case you forgot, I am your host, Kaya.
0: And this, of course, is Warmly. Are you following us on social? You can find the Warmly podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and even LinkedIn. Our handle everywhere is at WarmlyPod.